you are listening to a podcast from The National. Uber Technologies has agreed to buy Kareem in a $3.1 billion deal that would allow the Dubai ride-hailing technology platform to remain independent. This is the largest technology sector transaction in the Middle East so far, eclipsing Amazon's $580 million acquisition of Souk in 2017. Uber will buy all of Kareem's mobility, delivery, and payments businesses across all of its markets, including Egypt, Jordan, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, and the UAE. Once the deal's completed, Kareem will become a wholly owned subsidiary of Uber, but both will operate their regional services and brands independently. Now, the acquisition by Uber of a major rival in about 24 of the more than 400 cities where it operates comes ahead of its imminent IPO on the New York Stock Exchange. That is expected to value Uber at $120 billion. Kareem and Uber joining forces, as chief executive of Kareem Abudasir Shaker put it, has global resonance, especially given the international nature of the investors that have backed both those companies over the years. The bigger picture here is that governments across the region have been looking for ways to nurture startups in the technology space. So the size of the Uber Kareem deal, as well as the increased availability of expertise and liquidity in its wake, will be seen as a catalyst for both budding entrepreneurs and investors from within and without the Middle East. You are listening to the Business Extra podcast coming from the Nationals newsroom in Abu Dhabi. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, Assistant Editor-in-Chief. I'm happy to say with me today are Chris Nelson and Kelsey Warner, Assistant Business Editors. How are you guys? Great, Mustafa. Very well, thanks, Mustafa. Uh, Chris, I'll come to you first. Um, As I mentioned, Uber Kareem, it's a big deal, literally and figuratively. Um, What excites you most about the aspect of it? Well, the the part that that, um, I think is, is... not only very exciting, I mean, the whole thing's enormous, obviously, but but I find rather endearing in a way, is that uh, the deal creates hundreds of new millionaires uh, among the staff of Kareem um, after the sale uh, to Uber. Uh, 275 of the Dubai ride hail of the Dubai-based uh, company's employees will receive more than one uh, million dirham uh, for their shares. Um, In addition to that, uh, all 4,000 people working at Kareem uh, who have stock options uh, and shares in the company um, will will gain, obviously, Uh, although it doesn't apply to the drivers who are not actually employed by Kareem as such. Um, They call them captains. That's right, the captains, yeah. yeah. Um, But, you know, it's software engineers, developers, executives, uh, you know, among the 500 at the head office in Dubai or at its operations elsewhere, such as R&D centers in uh, Berlin and Karachi. Um, the sale of the entire business means that they share in the windfall too, not not just uh, not just the shareholders. Um, Two hundred employees will become dirham millionaires, and about seventy-five will become dollar millionaires. Wow, and 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 Kelsey, that's interesting and yes, endearing, as ende- Chris said. It's endearing it drives me. My jealousy is insane. Yeah. Actually, I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Wish it was me. Yeah, but anyway. Um, the, if, Kelsey, this this is quite interesting because um, in the US, for example, after the dot-com boom, sure. you had what they called the PayPal effect. Sure. And so just the buy of Kareem creates wealth. It's a wealth generator in Dubai and creates what is called, yes, the PayPal effect. It gave rise to, let's see, PayPal alumni include Tesla's Elon Musk, LinkedIn's Reid Hoffman, and the three co-founders of YouTube. Um 
three brands I'm sure uh, our listeners are familiar with. And uh, yeah, it just creates a lot of pent-up excitement and potential all of a sudden that we didn't have yesterday. Uh, a lot of people waking up with their lives transformed. No, totally. And the, the it's not just the money. I mean, it's also the experience mm -hmm. of having been in a startup in 2012 from an idea mm -hmm. to the sale to a global rival, that experience will then be used by many of these individuals. Absolutely. Uh, and actually, Fadi uh, Gander from, uh, you know, the Aramex founder, the uh, chairman of WAMDA. The daddy of the tech scene. The, yeah, <laughs> exactly. The UAE godfather yeah. um, said that uh, exactly what you're saying. But he referenced, you know, uh, Maktoub's acquisition by Yahoo mm -hmm. back in 2012 as well as kind of our homegrown version of the PayPal effect. And he says, you know, strap in for round two of that. And, you know, back then, one could argue that the UAE didn't really have the infrastructure to set up those budding entrepreneurs for great success. Right. This time around, I think really kind of watch out. It's There is a bit of a, a, a kind of perfect storm situation here, but in, in a good way, because mm -hmm. Um, the governments, as I mentioned at the top of the show, in, in particular in the UAE, Abu Dhabi, Dubai, we had this announcement that you were at, Kelsey, last week. Last week? This week? It was this week. It was, this it was week. just oh two God. days ago. Yeah, same. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's how much has been happening um, or how little sleep I've been getting. But um, you were at this announcement uh, related to the Renan 21 stimulus program in Correct. Abu Dhabi, right? Yeah, Hub 71, uh, which is going to be just a one-stop shop for um, some of the biggest tech companies in the world, as well as budding entrepreneurs here in Abu Dhabi. Uh, and I need to correct myself. It was the 2009 acquisition of Maktoub by Yahoo. Um, but yeah, Hub71 will be hopefully a home base for some of these Kareem alums, as well as I do think D3 is another uh, strong competitor in Dubai. In Dubai. Um, so they've got two really strong options. Hub71 is uh, launching with a $1 billion investment Dirham. from Dirham, excuse me, yes, yeah. um, $1 billion Dirham investment from the Gadan 21 initiative, which will, if tech teams are willing to be based out of Hub 71, pay for housing, subsidize healthcare, uh, pay for their office space, and put them alongside uh, Microsoft cloud service providers who are experts in their fields, put them alongside um, ADGM, They'll be right in the ADGM building. And that kind of um, partnership, them being hand-in-hand -hand with the regulators, service providers, being given that infrastructure, that day-to-day -day support, uh, it's it, you you wouldn't get it in Silicon Valley, you wouldn't get it in Brooklyn, you wouldn't get it in Paris, and it's happening here. And, and Silicon Valley investor Chris Schroeder wrote in, in our pages, um, th this gives those guys something to really aim for, that it isn't just this only happens in America and and as as I also mentioned, the, the Amazon deal was a big deal too when mm -hmm. that was announced. I think you know over two years ago it was announced. It, it completed in 2017. And everyone said that's going to be the catalyst for e-commerce. And to a certain extent, we've seen Noon come up and other e-commerce players. But this, the numbers here, no, oh, the vast. Yeah, I think um, I think just just to get back to what Kelsey was talking about uh, a little while. Uber and Kareem, both of them uh, invest and have invested heavily in, in research and development of technology. Um, and working together means that they can concentrate that um, that uh, expertise and um, those synergies will, I think, uh, gain uh, advantage for both companies. Um, bear in mind, of course, that Kareem remains independent 
uh, of of Uber. It's not been swallowed up, and you know, sort of, its uh, its independence, as it were, its individuality is is we're going to remain as is. But I think also uh, the fact that they invest so heavily in, in tech will lead to an increased concentration of engineers, data specialists, and R and D folk um, working in this region, which can only have benefit for the wider certainly tech sector and, and the overall economy in general, I think. Um, plus, I think it's, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's users who decide whether a company works or not. And this can only benefit the user. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the reason I said earlier that uh, it's the tech teams that are going to be incentivized in Hub 71. So to your point, uh, this kind of helps the UAE transform into that knowledge-based economy and emphasizes, you know, skills-based work. Uh, so, yeah, what you're saying, too, is just having Kareem be validated in this way and have those having those tech and R&D teams validated in this way. Hopefully they do go on and they stick around. Um, yeah. I think also there must be, um, you know, tech entrepreneurs or, or guys, people, guys and gals thinking, you know, they have a great, a great idea, they want to start something up, or maybe they've started something and they're hitting that brick wall and thinking, is this worth it? This gives such an injection of, of um, you know, positivity to, to that kind of, if you're in that kind of situation, waking up this morning, reading that story, and it's like, it is worth all this hard work. It is worth, you know, the late nights and the, the full days and the lack of sleep, um, because look what can happen. So it can only be um, an incentive for, for that sector here. And plus, the way the, way the news uh, rippled around the world. I mean, it was a big story everywhere. I mean, right from, you know, the LA Times, the Washington Post, it was all over the BBC. That, for many other uh, people, possibly not in this region, who were not particularly, particularly younger people who were not really aware of quite the tech standing that this country and this region is gaining fast, uh, will will be much more aware of that. And they may well think, you know, that's the place to be. So, it could attract, uh, you know, it could create, as you were saying earlier, the perfect storm. You know, the better it gets, the more people come, the better it gets, the more people come. Um, it's good for the country. It's good for the economy. It's good for the tech sector here. It's good for everyone. It's, I find also from the, if I take the Uber point of view as well, I mean, Kareem, for us being in this region, we're proud of the brand. Everybody kind of has used it or knows of it and, and maybe knows people who work there and will be phoning them probably see how they are <laughs> um, but from the uber point of view i think about a company that has really rapidly evolved in terms of it's outwardly at least it's culture a few years ago the founder um travis Kanick was in a lot of oh, trouble boy. yeah, yeah he's a lot of trouble but but also i mean when they even first arrived in the region you know i, I read a lot about them and, and there was some certain criticism that Uber believed it was on like a mission from the heavens to 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 kind of change transport everywhere. Right. And right? when I moved here, I thought to myself, it was I think pre hashtag boycott Uber, but um, I had a prejudice towards riding the local provider versus taking Uber, just because yeah, they Uber uh, in recent times has been a bit problematic, shall we say? Right. But yeah. it under the new. You know, CEO mm -hmm. uh, Dara Khosrow Shahi. I've just mangled his name. Apologies. <laughs> um, he has done a big job in sort of changing perceptions of Uber, and certainly in emerging markets. I mean, what they did in Russia, um, sort of working as almost as a minority partner there, and um, sort of selling out to Didi in China as well. There are other markets, but also said, you know, we're going to focus on the Middle East and North Africa as well. Mm -hmm. They've changed the way they operate. 
And the sort of softer approach that they have probably got this deal done from what we understand. The the, the relationship between the founders of Kareem, Mudassir Shaker, Magnus Olsen, and yes. you know, Dara Khosrowshahi um, was a big factor in making it happen. But also from my side, and this is a very emotional thing, Uber investing in Kareem makes me, attaches me more to Uber than it did two days ago. It's definitely. Absolutely. Yes. I, I think what it does show um, that the deal was successful, and as you say, Uber has been... Um, looking to to get into this region is it shows how uber has possibly in the past was that you could describe it as arrogant um you know we know best we're from the states we're tech savvy we're super sharp at everything and they had carried all we before are, them we are the they uber had. of uber exactly, yep. they, they, they exactly. with uber alice right so yeah. the, success, <laughs> the success their success you can't in a way you can't blame them because the success was apparent absolutely for yeah mm-hmm. it, it worked everywhere else i think since the fall of of uh, Kalanick and the arrival of the new man at the top, um, there has been an understanding that uh, adaptability, particularly to, to a culture which is maybe not one you're particularly fil- familiar with, is crucial if you want to make these things work. And I think he has been a driving force between uh, um, making that approach, particularly in this area, to be designed for this area. And I think it's paid off. Mm-hmm. They, they, we, we talk about uh, earlier about the, if you're a budding entrepreneur or you've got your own business and you're thinking is it worth it and you're dealing with the challenges every day it's hard it's hard being an entrepreneur it's even harder being an entrepreneur in the tech scene it is early days here but we have to remember that both uber and kareem had big struggles in in this region i mean they've had issues with regulators not just in the Mm -hmm. uae Mm -hmm. in egypt Mm -hmm. elsewhere Mm -hmm. in in, i mean they blocked out of airports in in pakistan you know there were protests against them in in egypt and here they're blocked out of abu dhabi but they both they've dealt with that resilience mm-hmm. um well they've dealt that with that with resilience yeah. shown that resilience yeah. and that's probably another good example to anyone out there who's trying to push their mm-hmm. idea through. i think so and I, I mean you look further afield even even in what that you might describe as a home market you know the the big um, problems that uh, that uber had with um, london taxi drivers you know taxi drivers were on strike two years ago there's been a, some subtle way of of dealing with those issues and those concerns of the, the already established uh, players in, in, the, in the taxi sector, that they've managed to assuage those fears, I think. And it's, 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 very, it's a very clever thing to do, and they've done it very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think Uber probably looked at Kareem ahead of their IPO and said, we can't do this against you guys. We can only do it with you guys, given the, prob- that the problems, the difficulties of operating in this region. Um, these, challenges. These, challenges. Well, I mean, no, it's, it's, I think it, it's right to difficulties, but it's difficulties that it would be anywhere. Mm. It's just in particular that the, the, the Kareem guys having worked here before. And figured it out right, and built in the exactly. infrastructure and yeah. built in kind of like very bespoke services on a city by city basis. Uh, Uber said, we can't, we can't compete with you guys on some of the nuanced things you know from being on the ground yeah and i think uh, that that shows this this change from the um, it shows arrogance a, that they had prior it shows to a that. certain level of humility yeah for sure i mean kareem hasn't done this organically um in, in one of their co-founders now is abdallah Elias, who came on because they bought enwani in saudi because mm-hmm. enwani was mapping cities in saudi was doing the addresses and that and that's part of the problem so you know, I hear from people in Kareem that when you op- when they're opening Iraq and they're in several towns in Iraq in Baghdad, you're not going to have a Google Street View car going through. <laughs> I mean, with a, literally a target on its back. So Kareem's having to to map those cities from scratch, mm. um, and you know that's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. But 
imagine Uber and Kareem doing that together. So on Twitter yesterday, I was arguing with a few people about, um, <laughs> you know, the, the nature of this deal, because there, there's a certain amount of, of hesitation of people in the UAE mm. saying that, oh, this is a monopoly, getting them together, it's going to be bad for consumers, mm -hmm. there's that feeling. But it's a very UAE-centric point of view. Mm. First of all, this market was front-regulated. I mean, prices are not up to them. It's up mm. to, the, to the transport regulators in different Emirates. But if you're talking about Iraq, Saudi, Egypt, Pakistan, to have these two working together to improve mobility, that we're, you know, forget, I mean, we're not, they're not even worrying about monopolies there. No, of course not. No, I mean, how can it be a bad thing there? I mean, it, 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 you know, it's an enabler for society, if nothing else. And they, they from what I understand, the, the, the thinking is, if we ever get uncompetitive, if we ever get too comfortable, we're just going to open the door in any particular market to either a local rival or Lyft or DD mm -hmm. or Grab or whatever. Grab, you know, or the, 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 the Indian ones, Ola. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, we, we, they, you'd think they would have a very quick jump into this region. So, you know, they're, they're, obviously there are concerns we all worry about and the deal won't close till next year. Mm. But we want technology to grow here. We want that impact. We want more, as you said, more R&D on this mm. region, more AI. This, this is a good thing. It's probably going to also lift the benchmark for others looking mm -hmm. at the tech space. That, that, that's the top level, right? Mm -hmm. I think it has, um, it has ramifications above and beyond just a massive deal between uh, two tech companies. I, I think, as you know, I was alluding to earlier, the, the global perception of this country and this region in general, I think has been significantly changed by the, the size of this deal. And I think there are probably eyes looking here now with um, a, a much more serious intention on, on developing what they might be doing here um, and are, co are now much more confident than they might have been about being able to do it successfully. Yeah, and it brings us to the investors because, I mean, the Kareem didn't get there, get to this point without outside backing. Institutional investors raised for them, I mean, through them, $771 million mm. um, from when they, they first started, you know, capital raising with these guys in 2013. And it's interesting what you were saying, Kelsey, about Fadi Handor, because he wrote a blog today. Yes, he did. Or he posted, at least, I, at least we saw it on LinkedIn, <laughs> um, about what he thinks about it. I mean, he's broadly positive. And he, he remember, is. he backed Kareem from one of the earliest investors, Wamda Capital, in 2014, I believe. Um, but what was, what was, his, what was his, his regret, his lead, if you like? Yeah, his lead was, I would have liked Kareem to go public. Uh, he he leads with that. He ends on a very positive note, saying this is only a good thing for the ecosystem here. But uh, having to be bought by a bigger rival does, you know, it says about the local market that, you know, going public, uh, being validated in that way and being maybe tried by investors almost by fire to see if you're worth it or not um, shows somewhat of a lack of maturity. Like, or for, for regional capital for markets. For regional capital markets. Yeah, okay. And um, sort of that's our next level. That's our new white whale. We know now that we can do multi-billion dollar deals. We can make unicorns here. Yeah. Um, and it remains to be seen how Uber's IPO will go. But uh, our next, yeah, our next thing now is what about companies going public? What about the tech companies becoming majors in their own rights? I think, I think also, though, investors will be looking at it and thinking, um, you know, Almost, almost sort of um, the opposite of that. I mean, you look, you look at uh, Altaya Group, Saudi Arabia's Altaya Group, which was a major investor in in Kareem to start with. 
No sooner had the news broken than Altair had announced it's exiting, and it's exiting with 1.7 billion dirham. Um, yeah, their shares went up 10% yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, there are positive aspects of that that uh, possibly counter that argument. Um, and we, I remember when the Souk Am- Amazon deal happened and, you know, it was, it was great news for Souk, it was great news for the region, great news for e-commerce, and people said, you know, look what you can do if you, if you, if you, yeah. you know, believe in it. And a, a lot of investors have believed in Souk as well, um, including Wamda. Mm-hmm. And Fadi Handor, as you mm-hmm. mentioned. And I don't, sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but I don't want to misquote him either. I just, so what he actually says is uh, his most important message is that he wants companies to stay here to open the markets, change the regulation on foreign ownership, and allow companies that don't have a track record of profitability to list and let the market decide whether it values those companies rather than let regulators artificially interfere. Yeah, he's, so, he's right. He's, I mean, it's, it's what investors want. And it's it's his long view. Yeah. In the long term, this would be the ideal. In the short term, this is great for the UAE. Well, I mean, I want to pick up on the on the experience of the investors, but if but what mm-hmm. you were saying, the soft stuff like uh, livability, and if we're talking about just the UAE and not the rest of the region, but if we talk about the UAE, the government coming in and saying, you know, we want to support tech startups, we'll even subsidize, um, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the costs of setting up here. That soft stuff is great. Um, Dubai, uh, the Dubai government is very proud of what Kareem's done because they obviously feel they created the the environment in which they could thrive and get to this point. Um, and you've got to give credit to the regulators as well. <laughs> the transport regulators in in Dubai and Abu Dhabi did not give these guys an easy ride, <laughs> but they are evolving too. And mm-hmm. if you look at the regulatory experience across the world, no regulatory environment is the same. Mm-hmm. China, the US, everyone takes a different approach. But we've got to this point, and the regulators are learning too. Sure. Whether they're learning about Airbnb or ride hailing or whatever it might be. So an interesting thing that was said at the Hub 71 launch a couple of days ago was the rationale for putting Hub 71 right in uh, ADGM is because they want the regulators here to be pivoting as fast as the tech companies are. And if they're not responsive to scale with how responsive our entrepreneurs and innovators are, we will fall behind. So they are... I. You're absolutely right. I'm I'm a proud resident of Abu Dhabi as well, and I'm I think the quality of life here is excellent. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, the fact that Kareem didn't IPO is a bad thing, but um, yeah. But it, no, but it's a, re, it's a it's a real thing. It could have exactly. got, it, it, if that route was open to it, and, and is Fadi Kandur suggesting that that route wasn't necessarily a top route? Right. Well, a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, people were a lot a lot more open to, you know, IPOing. But the IPO situation and capital markets have had their own issues for a while. But funny enough, we do say perfect storm. And in in, in your business pages, we've been talking about how um, with the inclusion of markets in various emerging markets indexes, most recently mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. and the FTSE Russell one, mm-hmm. um, that, that actually things are picking up there too. Mm-hmm. So maybe Fadi Gondor's wish could come true in the next couple of years where capital markets will mature much more quickly because of that influence yeah. by... Yeah outside emerging markets investors? I think so. I think, um, you know, Saudi being involved in, in, in the FTSE and the, in the um, MSCI, uh, although albeit that over a staggered period, um, is, a, is a major plus point for, for Saudi Arabia and the way that those market, that market will be viewed from outside. Um, it will put pressure on, not in a, in a negative sense, it will encourage, shall we say, uh, the development of, of um, strategies and regulations here to enable that um, 
adaptability to a fast-changing market as such as technology, uh, technology investment, technology de development. So that can only be a good thing. Um, and I think what this kind of deal shows and um, the way that Kareem have been able to, to get to this position shows how uh, willing the regulators are to and how, how well they understand the necessity to be flexible and adaptable to a very fast-changing um, sector that, that ultimately would, can only benefit uh, the entire country. I mean, I'll mention at, at this point, you know, because in the absence of, of capital markets to go and raise money, um, Kareem and, and other companies uh, went to the venture capitalists here in this region. So, you know, you have to say not just Wamda Capital, for example, Beko Capital and, and the team led there by Danny Farha and other companies uh, out of Saudi, STC Ventures, STV. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, you know, the, the list of, 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 of regional guys, um, you know, even the Kuwait Investment Authority got in on Kareem as well. Um, at one time, Abraj Group was in private yeah. equity and then they exited in 2017 um, and, and a number of other um, regional VCs. Also, you know, Silicon Valley, US, European VCs came in, Lumia Capital, other companies as well like that. Um, and and you've got to give them that credit for backing Kareem when they did and giving them the funds necessary to do that. And we even had um, uh, Didi from China investing as well on disclosed amount. Um, and Saudi Telecom Company, Japan, Rakuten, the e-commerce mm -hmm. company. Um, and uh, the Emirati businesswoman, Muna Isa al Gurg, who is you've got to give her a lot of credit for seeing that potential um, mm -hmm. back in 2016. Um, and so you had a real mix of... Yeah. Daimler as well. Of Daimler, of course, yeah. yes. Thank you for mentioning that. Daimler coming in. Um, there is a full list on the national.ae of everybody who invested in, <laughs> in Kareem. So don't think that we're ignoring anybody um, in particular. I mean, but the VC guys who came in and helped them get there, as well as the corporate investors, like you mentioned, Altair mm -hmm. Group being the biggest mm -hmm. one, Altair Travel Group. Mm -hmm. um, they, that experience, again, is going to be really invaluable. And particularly for, for those, the, the, the capital outside of the region are going to say, maybe we should have got in on that. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, as I said, it's not just the UAE, Bahrain, mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia, Egypt, elsewhere, Jordan, um, even Palestine. That, you know, this conversation is happening. Yeah, definitely. Um, right. and, and it was a great marketing opportunity for uh, venture capital in the region, for sure. <laughs> and um, I hope it makes, uh, you know, family offices and other VC firms, um, you know, less risk averse and a little more enthusiastic about opportunities here, especially as we're going to have more startup entrepreneurs coming out for funding in the next few months, couple of years with, you know, their new money. Um, it's exciting. It is exciting. We'll leave it there. Chris and Kelsey, thanks so much. Pleasure. Uh, all that remains is thank you, the listener, for uh, being with us. Do join us again next time.